Hello and welcome to Real Talk for Mums. Two personal trainers coming together through birth trauma to bring laughs, tears and a lot of real talk around the health and well-being of mums. Unedited, raw and unapologetically ourselves, Mags and myself, Lara, aim to empower mums with the knowledge and support they deserve to live their best lives. Come join us for a new episode every week. Hello, welcome to another episode, Lara and Maximilian. <laughs> um, what were we just chatting about? We were just chatting about mindset, stress mm-hmm. in the yeah. body. I came into Mag's house and was like, I know what we should talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go with you, because you know how you were talking about um, Lara went away back to the UK and I feel better like I wasn't you were so stressed before you left weren't you yeah um and you didn't realize how much stress you were holding in your body because you were really concerned about like your tummy weren't you yeah I suppose really like um seeing my family and you know there's many people out there that are the same COVID stopped us from seeing our families and it was four years since I've seen my family and obviously had the baby you know 10 months ago now and back then he was what um eight months is it yeah um and you do you put a lot of pressure on yourself but in and I was working with Steph um my nutritionist but in the background there was lots going on with moving house and um in the situation we're in of trying to find a house and find a house that could tick all my boxes and find a house that we could actually afford um and there's probably loads of people there is loads of people out there in the world at the moment that we can't like it was it's so expensive to try and afford everything that you know the cheapest house that tick boxes were six seven hundred dollars a week which my family we could afford but then that meant we had to compromise on a lot of other things so there was lots happening in the background of my life of um trying to find a house dealing with a really tough um not really tough but a, a horrible bitch a bitch yeah. <laughs> of a property manager that would not support us or help us um and then um, going to Ireland and then meeting my family, having Rory's christening, lots of stuff happening um, that you do put a pressure on yourself, that you have to look a certain way and be a certain way. Um, and, and still running um, your business in the background. Too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and be a mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do everything in life. And yeah, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I found like I tried everything, anything to lose the belly fat because I struggled massively with body image. I felt like, oh my God, all I could visualize in me, even though I was training and eating as best as I possibly could, that's all I looked at in the mirror and I was getting more and more stressed and more stressed. And then it was like amazing when I went to Ireland, I just felt like a different woman. Like my whole body had stopped being inflamed, I suppose is the word I could use. And I was getting into leggings and, you know, pants and stuff that I wore pre-Rury but here in Australia I was so blown up and then I was paranoid too of traveling of that I would blow up you know in the plane because I do get a lot of problems with my legs but I wore elastic stockings drank loads of water made out a shore of all this but it's just amazing I suppose for me that I learned was holding on to all that stress in my body went straight to my my gut 
Um, and because I, my IBS was quite flared as well, no matter what I it was flaring me up, I felt um, I could literally sit down and have dinner and like even following low FABMAP um, and it still was triggering me. So it wasn't to do with my food. It was more to do with my mind and what yeah. was going on. Um, and I suppose for me, um, once I went to Ireland, I like literally let it all go. And I did end up being sick. I ended up, well, more, I think, for, to be honest, my body just literally kind of shot down, really. Well, I said you would get ill, didn't I? Yeah. I bet you do. Um, and I was, I remember I was sitting at dinner and I was just getting really hot and cold. And I was just all over the place. And I, because obviously the food is different again in Ireland and we eat a lot of spots. <laughs> and my mom had organized this really good dinner and uh, it was traditional Irish dinner turkey ham spuds gravy you name it and I was like I can't eat anymore I just felt really funny and they had a big dessert which is normal in Ireland and it was my favorite apple pie and cream and I could not like eat it and then um Rory ended up getting a high temperature and we had to run off to get him some um medicine to get his temperature down and I remember going to my husband I can't get out of the car I feel like I'm going to poo my pants yeah. <laughs> he was like yeah. and I said I've got such bad cramps in my stomach I don't know what's going on and anyway we got home and uh, sorry for oversharing but I pooed and I vomited at the same time and I was bed bound for a whole day and then from then onwards my um um, I felt so much better on myself you know so I really think my body held on to all that and then it just went boom and it exploded basically yeah, needed to expel all of that everything out yeah and um I went into the local pharmacy and he gave me blow me and all this oh, kind of malarkey yeah, and probiotics and holiday probiotics and you name it and I was like okay fine because I knew Rory's christing was that weekend so I was like, okay, I better do this if I get that. And I took him for two days and I was like, nah, I just need to get out in the fresh air, get my headspace um, ready. And obviously I didn't have anything to worry about in Ireland. Um, and um, yeah, since I've come back, I'm like a new woman. It's just um, very different. What made you think that you mindset. just needed to get out and get some fresh air, like rather than taking the meds? Um, I suppose really like I, um, I'm not a big into taking medication, to be honest. And I just kind of found like, yeah, this is great for your gut. No, this is great for bloat me. Oh, this is great for that. But like, really, I just needed to, you know, I suppose for me was just get back into that drinking more water, you know, um, and just eating normal food. You know what I mean? Um, and, and not stressing, not about stressing. Food. Like I wasn't stressing. I didn't really give a shit at that stage what I looked like. And um, like even I remember on that Thursday, I went off shopping with my nieces and it was so nice to go in and just try on clothes and not be paranoid of. Yeah, I had a, a belly and I still do have a belly, but my baby is only 10 months old. And I think, you know, I'm on that journey and all the education I have behind me. I know it takes two years for our bodies to, you know, get back to normal with inverted comma. Yeah. Um, for it all to heal and, and as well having a C-section, everything does is still quite tender. Um, and I suppose, you know, as well after having the C-section, you know, as I was saying, I did have a seven year old at home that I was really busy around as well so it wasn't as if I had got to have that relaxing time either I literally had to just put on my mom hat again and be a parent to two kids um and I suppose your body needs all that time as well do you know what I mean so and I suppose really like as I said to my husband when we were in Ireland 
Like we had the baby, like I worked up till Thursday before I had the baby. That was my choice. Um, then I had the baby. Then, you know, I had um, my husband home for a week and then, you know, Sean is home for two weeks. And then, you know, it's um, the maternity leave is happening. But like I literally had to work around school, school clock and um, have that tiny window, even though, you know, everyone thinks, oh, God, what could, there's always to do between nine and half two. But man, it's really? the quickest time oh, really? ever. Yeah. And then, you know, run and pick him up. Um, and um, then I was back to work 18 weeks in and I'm back to work. Um, and like that, again, was a financial choice because our rent went up um, and we knew we had this trip to Ireland. So financially, we I needed to go back to work. And it was just, it's been boom, 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 boom. And this was the first time as a family that we actually got to wind down and actually switch off. So I think as well, if you can do it, you know, it's really, really important to have that switch off as well. I was going to say, like, for li- people listening, it's all well and good saying just go away and recharge. Mm. Realistically, you can't. As no. a mum, no. a lot of people can't. So, how would, what would you say to a mum who's experiencing the same sort of things you are? How would you help them? Well, I suppose kind of, I suppose, look at their situation and where they are and what their, their, their circumstances are. Like, obviously for me, I don't have any family here. Mm. Um, I'm not very good at putting up my hand for help because <laughs> I suppose like, to be honest, like sometimes you get rejected and then it's like, oh yeah, screw that. I can't be, I can't be arsed. So I literally plow on and do it myself. But I just found since we've come back from <clears throat> being away, me and hubby are having our time and you know Sean is back into a lovely routine and he understands that mommy and daddy need their time and um I think because we're not as stressed either like we're not as edgy on him and I felt sorry for the child too because we were both quite edgy because we're both nervous you know um and um nervous financially you know what I mean like do we rent a house that's 900 dollars and you know basically live day by day or you know what I mean or, and all this malarkey so I feel our whole family has come down and I think if you can relax the whole family as well as yourself it for me it works really well because in our family like um you know my husband works big hours he's out doing his thing um I'm the one that brings us together you know I'm the one that organizes things and I know a lot of people kind of think oh no it needs to be 50 50 but my husband's never been that type of man. And I'm the one, as, as I always want to, I'm the one that wears the trousers in the nice way. You know, right, okay, we're doing this at the weekend. Yeah. Right, we're doing that at the weekend. Right, okay, this is what I want to do. And he just tags along with me. And yeah, sometimes it can be exhausting, but then I just look and go, right, this is the guy I fell in love with. You know what I mean? Um, And he's a great dad in a different way. Um, And look at, look at the positives of everything together. And if you can get time out, get time out but we don't really get much time out together I think it's um, not even like I think we overthink how much time out we really need yeah it could just be just a small window of 10 minutes out in the sunshine but I know you said it should be 50 50 but it it just isn't and sometimes you can't you know what I mean yeah I think if mum's happy the rest of the household is happy whether it's 50 50 or not Mm, it always comes from the mum and we're always so hard on ourselves and oh definitely and as well like our kids want mom well Mm. you know mine do um and like you know sometimes I do feel sorry for husband because the kids like especially Sean Sean's a total mommy spy and that's it and like I could be 
like sitting at the table and he's just sitting in my lap and like eating my dinner and my husband could be sitting here relaxing do you know what I mean and it's just he's a real mommy's boy and I do feel some moms like it is it's hard with the kids on you but I suppose really like if you are completely stressed out out of your head like you know like at the time I couldn't see a way out like I felt a bit trapped I felt a bit like and I did, I like, you know, I suffer quite bad with anxiety. My anxiety was through the roof. I do push people away when I'm anxious. And when, and I suppose as well, the thing I do, and you probably notice, when things get a bit too much for me, I zone out. Like I totally zone out. You mightn't hear from me for a week, you know, and it's my coping strategy. It's yeah. nothing personal. And I think as well, surrounding yourself and people that will understand you, that it's not personal that I'm ignoring you. I literally need this time out. And, and even with myself, with my own business, I haven't posted something on social media since Mar- May, um, you know, this year or just gone. Um, and am I worried? No, I like, you know, I'm not, I'm not in my business for my social media. I'm in yeah. it to help the people that are in front of me. And for me personally, and if anyone's listening, having a learning difficulty is extremely hard to communicate things through social media. It's something I don't like. And it's something I'm never going to like because for me to put a post together, takes me days you know for someone else it can naturally come but having a learning difficulty it's it's like my brain doesn't work with paper so then putting it down is quite a challenge so take challenges out of your life if it's they, pulling you know, things back isn't yeah. it lowering your expectations these are the things that I have to do mm. these are the things that can wait yeah and these are the things that I'm like I find for me personally I love programming for my clients I love my clients in front of me I love that type of things and I get such a drive and a kick out of it that that's, I prefer to sit all day program, plan, planning, program, program planning. <laughs> oh my God. You can write mine then. <laughs> then um, social media, like social media is near, like even in my private social media, I very rarely post things, you know, um, and the kid's birth is just for my family and my friends to see it. It's their I birthday, post more about you, know? you than you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's, I, I, I'll always be that type of person. But again, if someone's listening and if that's a thing that stresses you out, think of your, I suppose, think of your stressors. Like say for me, the house move wasn't planned. It wasn't something that I had on the agenda it was it was out of my control it was something I couldn't control so for me things I can't control is quite I find it hard um but then think of things you can control and um I suppose just take day by day and um yeah what and it's hard like walking away from things it's impossible do you know what I mean um you kind of have to just and as I said to you earlier like you know at the time you're like why the fuck are you giving me this like I don't need any more in my life but sometimes we're giving all these uh, callings for a reason, like, you know, shake us up a bit. We're given that for that reason. And then you look back and you go, gee, Chris, that was stressful. But now I've come out the other side of it. You know, there is a, a there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. It's what I keep telling myself in a way. And yeah. you wouldn't have noticed that that bloating, that inflammation in your tummy had you not been through that process and had that time away to be like, holy crap, that's that's nothing to do with my food mm. or fat around the tummy it's purely inflammation purely stress oh 100 yeah because you could like I, I looked like I was at 12 months 12 months pregnant <laughs> yeah pregnant at one stage you know and it was really hard because you were trying I was trying so hard you know to and then you stress watch more, everything so you're like well I stress I don't know what to do about yeah. food now because nothing's working mm, and it was and of course Steph like she's an amazing human and like she supported me you know through the journey 
and she'd message me I'm sorry I'm worried about you Mags I hope you're because I switched off as well from there <laughs> and I was like the, doing the I just need to just I need to just just go with it do you know what I mean um and yeah like as I said if you feel you need to switch off from people you have to do it you know yeah. you don't if you insult if you upset or insult the person that you're doing it to they're not they're not they're not they're supposed not to be in your life you, know yeah. what I mean? you need people um that are there to support you through ticket I'm not even going to go and dinner <laughs> um and be there and that's it yeah so enough about me what about you yeah. what are your stressors um I actually was yeah I I'm one of these people who um don't realize how stressed they are um and I hide it well I guess you saw me a bit stressed and you were concerned mm. when you came back from Ireland weren't you feeding me um and I I do say that to clients I'm like I, I I feel like you're stressed and you're not noticing it in yourself um but I'm with Arthur's eczema it just keeps flaring and I thought it was getting better and even posted on Facebook being like oh you know, all of this stuff that I'm doing to um, improve my diet and remove things is working. Um, I'm doing it right. Um, his eczema is getting better, but no, it's not. Yesterday I had, or the day before I had a massive flare and then I just put it all down to me and just because I'm breastfeeding solely. Mm-hmm. He's getting a bit of solids at the moment, but it's all coming from me. So I then put myself down and be like, well, what have I eaten now? Stressing about the food that I'm eating. Um and I spoke to the naturopath yesterday and she said, I've I've called around a few people. Um, he's literally getting everything from you. So we need to treat you as the individual and not look at Arthur. Yes, Arthur's getting the eczema and he's getting the flare ups. What's going on with you? Because he's seeping from you, um, literally breast milk, but also energy. Mm. And because I'm not sleeping, because he isn't a great sleeper and maybe because he's flaring up with eczema it's adding to that issue I don't know so I'm stressed my body's stressing from the sleep deprivation but I'm also stressing looking after Monty trying to make sure I'm I'm not getting it wrong when it comes to parenting and I said to James I just don't want to make a mistake with Monty and James said you will we will we can't get it right and I was like oh I stepped back a bit. I was like, did I even say that? Like, of course we're going to make mistakes. But that's the pressure I've been putting on myself mm. to be this the right parent. Because I keep researching all this stuff, like responsive parenting and aware parenting. And I'm just like, well, how? I'm so confused with what's the best thing to do to make sure that Monty is brought up without um being confident and being um kind and all of this stuff and I'm putting so much pressure on myself that I didn't want to take the traits that I have that I don't like about myself and put them onto Monty so I'm analyzing my own childhood and it's just intense on top of Arthur's sleep issues on top of our podcast on top of the business and it's just so much going on and the naturopath said yesterday, she said, you've got leaky gut. Like the amount of stress you're putting on yourself unnecessarily is all coming from you. And you'll notice when you find some calm, which you need to take. I literally have a child with me 24 seven because he's breastfed. I can't even go away for longer than an hour. And even then it's like, OK, maybe I should only I should come back sooner because what if he needs me? What if he, Which he's fine. He's not going to starve in an hour. Mm. Um, it's just all the time having that 
pressure and it's showing up as eczema in Arthur's body which is mental and I know this stuff and I know about gut health and I know the mind body connection I know about inflammation but then when you're in it in your life and someone then from the outside tells you what you know because you teach your clients this they say to you you need some time for yourself it's a lot of stress from on your body coming out as issues for Arthur um there's only so much food you can tweak because if it's a stressor then no matter no matter what food you put yourself on exactly yeah so I was I kind of was very emotional yesterday because I was like what the fuck how did I not notice this and then it's another thing put on yourself I've done something wrong but also when the naturopath said to me Nikki who we've interviewed on here she said you're not doing anything wrong Mm. you just stick with the dark, the food protocol that we're doing. We're removing certain foods so that Arthur doesn't get inflamed. But you need to take some time for yourself too. And you need to go out and breathe and get some and fresh get air. off social media. Get off social media, <laughs> maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Pick the things, like we were saying, that are things that you must do. Look after your two children. Yeah. Um, eat, like all of the necessities. The rest of the stuff can just fuck off 100%. for now until you're able to manage things, small things coming in. Um, but I wonder, like, you know, um, with you, with the social media thing, was that a distraction? Do you know what I mean? Was it a distraction to kind of talk about it, to kind of not saying, um, and I don't want to just come across in a rude way, to make you feel better about yourself because I'm expressing it out to the world. Definitely. Kind of thing. Do you know and what also, I mean? I feel like it was a bit of therapy as well for me, mm-hmm. talking out loud. And then I start thinking of what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's helpful. So maybe keep, I actually enjoy doing it. Yes. It's it's like a therapy release. Um, Or I could just, because I don't feel like I have um, maybe that one person. I can just sit there and just blah, that's just everything's going on. Yeah. Um, You can let a voice message. Yeah. I'll just voice message you and be like, there's a 20 minute voice message for you. Good luck listening to that. <laughs> Magda's <great>. like, delete. <laughs> oh, but that's the thing as well, like, and for someone listening that can relate to you, you know what I mean? But going back to say with Monty worried about the child he's going to be, um, like, don't like, uh, you know, we, how do I put it? Like, I'm so proud of my, my eldest, right? Um, and just examples, like, you know, last night he went to coaching, right? And there's two kids that he goes out and, like, he, he's really good at what he does. And, you know, he's beaten them in their races. And he goes out of his way to chat with them. And last night he's on the track and he's like, come on, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. And I came home to my husband. And I was like, I'm so proud of our little boy because that's me. That's what I do. I want to make everyone feel welcome. I don't, and even the parents, like some of the parents hate me. <laughs> How could they? But I'm you? kind of like because of competition. But I'm not. A, I, I don't compete with anyone in life. We got one whack at it. We might as well support each other. And you know, it's how you teach the kids. My opinion, right? Manners. Like since Sean has started school, kinder, anything that he went to, the child has got manners. Once a child has got manners, a child, uh, he's adored in the school. Sean has a learning difficulty. He struggles in the school, but we've got all the plans in place for him. So don't ever think, 
like you have to be this type of parent or that type of parent because I couldn't even tell you what type of parent I am you know um I for me it's the child's in front of me and supporting him on that journey and you might have challenges with Monty that are totally different you might have challenges you might never have challenges with Monty you might go to school and he might have different friendship groups you know what I mean so don't overthink of what way your child is going to be because set like I just believe you know having manners from day dot is what gets them please thank you you know all that malarkey kids will be kids kids are going to have tantrums you know what I mean kids yesterday we're riding to school and um halfway up the road I realized Sean doesn't wear socks why aren't you wearing socks oh I forgot no you fucking didn't it was another job for you to do so you choose not to wear it and I mortified in front of the principal I go Sean decided he wasn't going to wear his full uniform today <laughs> and laughing at Sean going what do you make we wore socks this morning do you know what I mean no life is perfect and don't overthink what way your kid is going to be don't analyze your childhood your childhood is very different to the childhood you're giving your children um and focus on what you have now and I think you know as you go along that's all you can do and you'll see it next year once Monty starts school there'll be different challenges for you there's going to be new parent groups you're going to be meeting there's some you're going to love some you're going to fucking hate um then he's going to get into different sports there's going to be another friendship group there again you're going to have people that mightn't like him because he might be better than their kid but at the end of the day if you can like I feel if you can keep bringing the love back into it and teaching your child um, you know, like we had that situation with Sean a couple of weeks ago. I was bullied really bad as a child. I am petrified of my child being bullied, so petrified Me of him too, being bullied. Yeah. But we had a situation, he was out on the track and like he's quite advanced at what he does and um in the pump track and a kid started picking on him because our surname was Garvey, calling him gravy. Now this kid was 12 and he was picking on a seven-year-old. And then he kept saying, Oh, jump me, jump me, because you know Sean likes to jump on his bike. And then we were racing on Saturday night and I was watching, I asked Sean to point out this kid to me and Sean pointed out the kid to me. And this kid, no, no, no. I just wanted to see where it was coming from. Why is this kid so angry at my seven-year-old when he's 12? And Sean showed me. And this child came last in every single race. And I just said to Sean, I said, darling, I said, do you know why now that kid was angry with you? And he's like, I don't know, mommy. And I said, darling, because sometimes people are jealous and sometimes people don't understand that you know why are you good at things and I'm not and I was like you know in basic detail to a child but you these are things we have to teach our kids and again it's how we go about and how we teach our kids you know we could turn around and say oh he's a fucking dickhead and you know punch him in the face but no we look at it as a different way so um don't overthink Monty Monty's a beautiful child um yeah he's full-on yeah he's loud yeah he's had tantrums and married who who hasn't had tantrums and married who isn't loud like you know there's kids like then when you see a quiet kid you're like oh is there something wrong with him yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean for for a parent that has a really full-on child I often wonder is there something wrong with my kid but he's a happy go lucky full of energetic boy you know what I mean so don't overthink that um and anyone that's listening you know your child is your child and that's it and we've we've so many f- labels out there now and it's just ridiculous of how many labels are out there and then I suppose as well you know um another thing I learned last night there's actually this kid that Sean um loves in BMX and he's actually autistic and I never knew he was autistic till his dad started talking to me last night and I was telling one of my friends who has an autistic child and I was like you know 
we all look at autism and go, oh, they'll never get on with life. Oh, they'll never have this. And I was, I had to tell her this because I was like, this kid is an idol. Like the, the kids love him. And, you know, when we get that diagnosis of a child, you know, we think everything is over because he's not normal. But like they can still do things in life. You know what I mean? And like I wouldn't even tell Sean this kid has got autism because Sean wouldn't even understand it. Do you know what I mean? But I just thought for like I came home and I told my husband to sell and I was like, I never even knew. And he's such a good athlete. You know what I mean? So like just because our kids are diagnosed with these things now, um, it doesn't mean that they're they were broken. You know, they and um, these kids can live a normal life too. Do you know what I mean? So stop fretting and um, you know, focus on all as much positive as you can. Get off social media. <laughs> it's only because I don't like it. Uh, if you love it, it's your thing. You do what you got to do, but just enjoy the kids because before we know it, as you know, they're they're growing up. Like I have a seven year old, you four four year old, yeah. yeah. Um, and it happened overnight, so. Does. but don't and again you're not on your own how many more moms are out there that are feeling this way I feel like a great preacher uh, <laughs> but um you know I think it's just really for me um you know I got the psychological help after I had Sean and I'm I'm such a different parent this time around and we had that conversation of you know putting the kids on the floor you know and if you want to say to people you were a bit nervous putting them on the floor yeah um and like you know I just said just let them off you know and again we do put that pressure on ourselves. I don't want them on the floor. They're getting dirty. But, you know, as I said to you, with my seven-year-old, since the baby has been born, would come home from school and shove his dirty, smelly fingers in the baby's mouth. And, you know, thank God, touch wood. He's had a few little colds and stuff, but we have never been really sick. You know what I mean? And I've never protected him from anyone because I've seen a post the other day as well on social media, on um, a mom's group, and a lady had put up that, um she's due her baby next week and um her family won't get the um the whooping cough vaccination um and she was really worried about it would she put a ban on anyone coming to see the child and all this malarkey um and you know we're living in that scare horror as well and like uh, like everyone might turn around and say I'm a dickhead but my husband has never got vaccinated um, to whooping cough, flu vaccination. He got COVID because he'd no choice. He's vaccinated as a child, but he chose not to get any of them because thank God touch wood, he's never been that sick. Um, and I didn't have a rule of, you know, people coming near the baby. Um, Sean's friends would come around with their parents and they'd hold the child. I just went with the flow. So I think we live in a world where everything is so, um, we're, looking at everything um so negatively now and is it COVID has changed us that way or what um you know I've seen another post that a lady put up as well that she was pushing her pram through a shopping center and an older lady stopped and had a look and pulled back the thing just to have a nosy and admire the child and the girl uh, had put up a post saying this fucking lady you know blah 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 how dare she looks at my child putting her germs on my child. And I was reading it going, well, this old lady could be living alone on her own. Um, But this lady has taken it because she's scared. She's scared her child would get sick. You know what I mean? Um, Look at years ago, they had, they had kids at home and, you know, literally they were thrown from this one to that one. And the next child was bringing up that child. You know what I mean? So I think, we need to stop putting pressure on ourselves with our children 
um and really focus for our own health for our own health yeah. yeah and really focus on enjoying them being positive um and um going with the flow and hopefully if you wind down sleep might get better he might relax more it's that um, cycle isn't it it is like percent yeah. yeah because even as an adult like when we're wound up like I, I like I can't sleep I'm so wound Wired. up and another thing I started doing and it could be something you could do um because I get up at silly o'clock in the morning um I used to always look at the clock when uh Rui would wake me and I'd be like oh my god I've only got an hour of sleep and now I've decided I'm not looking at the clock whenever he wakes me up I'm not looking I at the clock now because it just ends up getting upsetting yeah I'm like you, you've only been asleep an hour are you are you shitting me and then uh, so now I don't look at the clock I'm just like okay awake again right feed oh. and go yes yeah and like and I suppose kind of like I know I know it's hard because you know it's every night for you where it's kind of every maybe kind of every three four nights with your man but like you know it's um I think thinking of it like positive like how you put it how would you how would you help someone put a positive spin in it you know he's hungry he needs his mom rather than oh fuck he's after waking again do you know what I mean I know it's hard in that shoes um in that position um it's difficult but I suppose really, um, you know, from listening to the psychologist was like, we always need to find a positive in a negative situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if we can find more positives in a day than yeah. negatives, our day will end up being a better day. And you know, I started doing that a while back, um, just journaling at the end of the day, um, being like, well, what was amazing about today? And it helped mm. so much. So yeah. I'm just going to start doing that And again. the weather's getting better. Oh, I love um, You know, it was actually better. so lovely. And another thing I started doing is um, I'm walking to school every single day um, with um, Sean. And it's been amazing how much it's changed my mind. Because in the morning, like when I finished work at half seven, it is a shit show because it's screaming to get dressed. It's screaming to eat. It's screaming <laughs> to do this. It's screaming to do that. And then in the mix, you have another baby that you're trying to feed and who decides he'll reject bottles and he'll go against you as well. And I found then um, get him back into bed and then start work. It was just crazy where now I literally walk to the school. I walk home and then he's ready for bed and then I start my day and I start very differently. And yeah. it's just tweaking something small. Yeah just shows you that sunshine can just oh 100 percent. but even fresh air fresh air for me more than sunshine yeah just moving just moving yeah and having that routine of a new routine you know um and yeah i can either pick him up or um in the car in the evenings or walk and i choose to walk so yeah it is it's one of those um those things that we need to find what de-stresses us is the ending i suppose yeah (laughs) find what de-stresses you don't be too hard on yourself yeah and, um, and take out things breathe. that you don't need. Yeah, take out, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those three and things. if you feel that there's something in your life, or even a friend, if there's a friend in your life that stresses you, um, distance yourself and see how you feel. And if it is that it doesn't work, you just have to walk away because sometimes friendships can be really hard and sometimes they're not worth the energy. And if you are in a relationship that you feel absolutely drained, exhausted for, maybe sit down and have a chat, you know, um with a professional to see where you are at mentally too you know what I mean because don't don't be scared to reach out um for me it was the best thing I ever done yeah okay that's an amazing ending note yes um as always if you feel like any of this resonates with you or if you have questions or comments or feedback uh drop us an email realtalkformums at gmail.com um thanks for listening thank you bye